This is the Gartner Podcast for Supply Chain Leaders. Hello, my name is Thomas O'Connor, and welcome to another episode of the Gartner Supply Chain Podcast, where we sit down with some of supply chain's best thinkers, innovators, and leaders to share with you the most up-to-date strategic insights and tips you need to drive supply chain success. And joining us today is Cliff Henson, Corporate Vice President of the Cloud Supply Chain at Microsoft. Now, Cliff, it's great to have you with us today. And before we get into our discussion on what feels like it's been the topic of 2023, generative AI, would you mind kicking things off by sharing a few details about your role, size, and scale of the supply chain operations in the cloud supply chain? Hey, Thomas, uh, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Really looking forward to the conversation. So, yes, I run the Microsoft Cloud Supply Chain, and our supply chain is responsible for delivering the cloud hardware infrastructure. And that's the servers, the storage, and the networking gear that powers more than 300 data center locations around the world that is growing very rapidly. Now, we design, plan, source, build, and deliver that infrastructure that powers Microsoft products like Microsoft 365, Excel, Word, PowerPoint, our Microsoft Dynamics 365 business applications, as well as millions of external customers, including 95% of the Fortune 500 companies, including hospitals, first responders, and governments. Now, this infrastructure also powers open AI and a range of other AI innovations, which obviously is a big topic for everyone and a huge area that we're focused on here at Microsoft. Beautiful, Cliff. Thank you very much for that. And a really nice background, I think, for our discussion today. I guess our reality when we think about, you know, Gen AI, where it's been, where it's going, is that there's been all this hype that's been building. You know, we have our hype cycle here at Gartner, where we sort of have placed Gen AI at what we call the peak of inflated expectations. You know, just to help level set for our audience, we could start here. How is it that you describe Gen AI, what does it mean to you, maybe in layman's terms, when, when we use that terminology, Gen AI? You know, some people conflate it with ChatGPT specifically, but how do you think about it? Well, I think a lot of us are very familiar with traditional AI and machine learning. Now, we've been using that for years to perform lots of tasks like data analysis, recognizing patterns, making decisions, predictions. Now, the funny thing is, earlier I went out and looked at what does ChatGPT say is generative AI? And it had a category of artificial intelligence systems that are designed to generate content autonomously. And that it uses neural networks to produce information that is similar or indistinguishable from human generating content. You know, for me, <laughs> I think the key here is that really what generative AI does, it produces content such as text, images, software code, music, video, and other media. And I think the key thing here is that generative AI creates something new. It responds to human questions in natural language, and it's continually learning. And as you're asking it questions, it learns and it creates new information. I like to always think about Star Trek, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen episodes of Star Trek where Captain Kirk asked the computer a complex request, and it answered back in plain language. That's where we are today with generative AI. And Microsoft is really on the forefront of this, and we are integrating generative AI into all of our products and our applications. Our CEO, Satya Medali, believes that AI will be as big as the internet, and it will be crucial to every part of a company's business going forward. Now, I think over the next five years, generative AI will fundamentally change the way we work in supply chain. 
And if you think about ChatGPT, you're going to be able to create your own ChatGPT using your company's data. You're going to be able to ask it questions in English, get answers back in English. You'll be able to easily analyze or compare sets of data and perform what-if scenarios. It'll significantly reduce the time searching for data. It'll help you make decisions faster. Perfect. So you really you know, set us up beautifully there, Cliff. And I, I definitely appreciate it. I loved how you talked about how it creates something new. Because I think, you know, when you're boiling it down, going for layman's terms, that's that's what it's all about, right? It's, it's just ability to create something new. And we're now getting this capability within our own organizations, as you rightly expressed, to actually deploy that locally within our own businesses. And so I guess that, that leads us towards maybe the, the next part of our, our conversation where I'd love to take us today. And that's, you know, why you believe that we as supply chain leaders need to be figuring out our strategies towards Gen AI today, why we can't wait until there's more advanced proof points, use cases, et cetera, in the marketplace. Well, Thomas, I think generative AI is unlike any technology we've ever seen before. And it has huge, incredible opportunities, not only in the supply chain, but in all applications. So my view is that our competitors will be implementing generative AI. And if you just continue what you're doing today, you will be left behind. So, you know, with using generative AI, we talked about before, you can make faster and more informed decisions. You can significantly increase automation. Uh, you can better identify and act on challenges and opportunities faster. And I think the key there is we can focus our supply chain on more strategic areas rather than just chasing data and compiling reports. So I'll give you a couple of examples of the areas that I like to talk about on generative AI. I think one is writing code. It's predicted that generative AI is expected to write up to 25% of the code being developed by humans today. And if that really is the case, it's going to really enable and allow us to deploy software faster and then redeploy those resources to things at a higher level. I think ease of discovering data across multiple systems, such as SKU or inventory data, and analyzing the week-over-week changes. And then also like in new product development, you know, we all do new product development, and we could go beyond recommending design modifications to where generative AI could generate new designs based on high-level objectives that we set forth for it. So I think AI is going to be great, but the key here is that the data that feeds AI has to be accurate. So I think that's going to be one of the fundamental things that we as companies have to go get in place. So I guess that leads us to an interesting follow-up there, Cliff, because there's lots that we can do. And you rightly called out a few really interesting use cases like writing code, the um, data discovery analysis, uh, new product development, et cetera. Maybe you could actually share with us what's going on at Microsoft today in terms of your cloud supply chain. Where are you actually using it in your supply chain operations today? Yeah, sure. So Thomas, I mean, I've worked for multiple companies in my career and most supply chains have very similar pain points. And that's where we focus first, right? We have incredible amounts of data and we're trying to access it quickly and verify this data is correct as a challenge. Supply chains are all complex. We've got many inputs and variables that go into our supply chains. And we also need to understand the recommendations that our systems are making today. And I think that the last thing is we're always being asked to do more with less. So we're exploring how to use generative AI to help with these challenges. And we focused on a couple of key areas in our operations. But I think the, the key thing before I get into some of the things we're doing, with generative AI, you don't need to spend months or years writing code. 
you can actually kick these off within weeks and have the system, the capability set up to try this. So I'll just give you two examples that we're focusing on here at Microsoft. The first one is in our planning space. And Microsoft has hundreds of data centers around the world, and they have specific requirements and limitations around their space, power, and cooling. We also have many types of server, storage, and networking devices that fit into these data centers, and they have unique space, power, and cooling requirements. So the power and space requirements and the constraints are continuously changing. As we consume space, we bring new space online, we add new power, we bring new products online, we write engineering efficiencies. So there's things that are continuously changing. And our planning team used to spend hours and hours each week seeking the answers to these questions about potential space, how much power is available, cooling gaps. And they would have to sift through multiple reports and systems and also work with a lot of engineers to do the analysis. We did not have a system that pulls all this information together. And I think a lot of us have that challenge today. We have lots of information, but it's across multiple systems. And the other key thing was it wasn't updated on a real-time basis because every day these are changing. So the data was out there, but before generative AI, building such a system to connect all this, all these siloed data pools and pull all this information and do it real-time would have taken a very long time. But with generative AI, we were able to create this capability in just a few weeks. So the cool thing now is our planners can ask about power requirements and space constraints at a data center and get the information in minutes rather than hours that it took before. And I'll give you an example. They could say something like, hey, let's compare the power gap for scenarios X and Y in region Z. Or they could ask the question, how much power is available but not being used at a specific data center? So with generative AI, it takes fewer people, we get faster insights, and the accuracy significantly improves. And the cool thing too is with every query, when you ask it a question and every round of feedback, the system learns. So it continues to iterate and make things better. The second area is in our order fulfillment. Now, most supply chains have an order fulfillment system You know that helps us stay on time to the customer orders, trigger when we want to pull material, start the build, analyze freight options, all those things. And like most supply chains, the Microsoft Cloud supply chain leverages advanced algorithms and machine learning to do all these calculations. And we use complex programs to decide which of the hundreds or thousands of racks to send to which data center on a daily basis based on what the customer needs are or potentially the cost factor on the timing. Now, the challenge with using these complex algorithms was to understand why the program decided what it did and how we can improve upon it. And that's where the generative AI comes in. We are now able to query our fulfillment system to run what-if scenarios, perform analysis, and also to ask questions using just plain English to understand how the system arrived at its recommendation. You know, there would be an output and we could just say, why can't I dock on this day? And the AI engine will say, well, it's more expensive or the dock is closed. Or we could ask questions around, what can I do to accelerate? Can I put more racks in a location or a different configuration? So those are the things that we're asking, and the AI engine is being able to come back and give us different scenarios. So it used to take several days to analyze these types of questions, and now with generative AI, we can do it in minutes. It's really a game changer for us. I love it. And um, so a couple of bits that I took away from that part there, Cliff, you know, time to value, huge, huge opportunity here in terms of speeding up 
how quickly we're able to adapt our operations, how quickly we're able to stand up some form of new capability. And then that piece around what if scenarios couple. And I think this is so important for so many of our people because historically, you know, there's a new technology breakthrough. There's this huge learning curve that has to come with it. But that fact that we're able to do it in plain English is just so, so important when it comes to this this type of technology and absolutely makes sense as to to where this is going towards and I guess that value proposition that forms part of it. So you've started to sort of uncover, I guess, where you see some of those real benefits that are, are coming from this. So where I might take us now is, mate, I always think to myself, you know, one of the biggest challenges for supply chain leaders is just to get started with anything new. There's always this new hype. There's always something new that's coming around the corner to us. And so maybe we can actually start to close out a bit of our conversation today, Cliff, by asking the question of, you know, if you were to give one or two bits of advice to maybe a chief supply chain officer or other supply chain leader who's trying to get started in terms of Gen AI in their organization, maybe they're struggling for traction. Maybe they're just looking at, geez, it's just, there's so many different options. How do I get started here? What advice might you give to them? Sure. So, you know, Thomas, I think the first thing I would tell people is to first start with some clear objectives that align with your supply chain pain points and any opportunities. And that might be around optimizing your inventory management or enhancing your demand forecasting, streamlining your scheduling, uh, improving transportation logistics, whatever those things might be, determine what you need to accomplish and then focus your AI efforts in those areas first. I think to get the biggest bang for the buck. Second thing is start small and iterate. We started out with pilot projects and that's what I would recommend. Begin with pilot projects that target those areas and do lots of experimentation early on and see what will work for your org. Next is make sure that the scope is manageable so you don't want to focus on an area and have something that could impact you negatively. So focus on something that you can lessen the risk but also be able to show tangible value quickly. Third would be generative AI will result in changes to your business processes as well as your employees' roles or responsibilities. So as AI capabilities continue to progress, be prepared for change. Most employees will be very happy to reduce or eliminate the menial and tedious tasks that they're doing today that are very, very time-consuming. But skill sets will need to continually evolve to align with a lot of the new possibilities that AI offers. And even to my, my peers out here, your leadership may also need to change. So be open to adjusting your strategies based on some of the outcomes and insights you're gaining from AI. And I think the last thing, to which is to me the most important, is you need to get your data in order. Data is the fuel for AI. And clean, accurate data is key to take advantage of all the AI innovations that are coming. So for me, I mean, generative AI offers the biggest opportunity that I've seen in the supply chain in the last 30 years. And implementing change in supply chain systems and processes has always been a very heavy lift for all of us. It takes a lot of work. But because generative AI projects are so much easier to develop, and as our core business applications are enhanced with generative AI capabilities, you're going to see this change at a pace that's never happened before in our industry. I personally have been amazed at how quickly we've been able to launch the initiatives I just talked about, and I do believe that's going to make a huge difference in our operations. And I would encourage all supply chain leaders to explore how the generative AI could help address key issues that your org is facing. Perfect, Cliff. Thank you very much for that, mate. And it certainly lays out a whole new world, right, when we think about Gen AI and uh, whether it's the 
the biggest change in 30 years or something different to that, I don't think it matters. The reality is this is transformative towards where our supply chain and our business operations are going towards. Very much agree in terms of those things like how skill sets need to evolve, that we have to you know, be on board with change. And we know that change is only going to continue at pace within our organization. We have to adapt things like our leadership styles, et cetera. So really interesting, mate. And I, I really do appreciate the insight, not just into, you know, yes, Gen AI is here and, you know, we believe in it, but some real practical examples that you've shared with us today. So thank you very much, mate. We really do appreciate the time. Hey, thank you, Thomas. Appreciate being on the podcast today and really enjoyed the conversation. Oh, it's been my pleasure, mate. And, and thanks again. And of course, to our audience, a huge thank you to you as well for joining us for another episode of the Gartner Supply Chain Podcast. During today's episode, we focus in on Gen AI. And as you'd expect from us here at Gartner, we have a lot of research tied to this topic. Gartner clients, if you'd like to further explore it, you can do so via our inquiry service, or of course, access our research by going to gartner.com and simply searching for generative AI. Finally, if you've enjoyed our show today, please be sure to go to Gartner.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you've listened to our podcast and give us a five-star rating, as well as subscribe to make sure you're notified once our next episode is released. My name's Thomas O'Connor, and I can't wait to be speaking with you all again real soon on another episode of the Gartner Supply Chain Podcast. Thank you. Please subscribe and share the episode with your colleagues. Thank you for listening. Gartner Podcasts are a production of Gartner, the world's leading research and advisory company, equipping executives across the enterprise with indispensable insight, advice, and tools to achieve their mission-critical priorities. You can learn more at Gartner.com. All content in Gartner Podcasts is owned by Gartner and cannot be repurposed or reproduced without Gartner's consent. Gartner is an impartial, independent analyst of business and technology. This content should not be construed as a Gartner endorsement of any enterprise's product or services. All content provided by other speakers is expressly the views of those speakers and their organizations. 